Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. And I'm hanging out in the living room here, um, sitting in front of my coffee table, which is full of my old junk journals. And Sonny is sitting here right by my side, all snuggled up next to his little toys. He's happy as little clam. And I'm still got a cold, so we're excuse the weird voice. But um, today I'm going to be answering some of your crafty questions from YouTube. So we're just going to jump right on in and get started. Um, Noella Hicks asks, how much would you sell the journal for, please? And I think she's referring to my handmade diary that I showed on this just past Wednesday morning. Um, it's called the Handmade Diary Tour, a peek at an old junk journal of mine. Okay, so... Well, first thing, this this journal is not for sale because it's it is my handmade diary and it has personal stuff in it, and I managed to get through three months of it and documenting things, so I, I wouldn't actually sell it. But maybe she's talking about in general, and um, so how much would I sell the journal for me personally? Um, if I let's say I didn't write in it and I just made a journal like that to sell versus anybody making one and selling one or maybe a new person starting out making selling one I'll tell you a little bit about my my journal my journal journey uh, selling journals and how I decided on pricing I think a lot of people might have these questions Um, right now um, frankly I think I sell my journals for a lot of money Um, but um, technically I only need one person to agree to that price and if I can find one person then I'm okay (laughs) and they're okay because they know the price and they're going in fully informed Um, Um, But that took time, honestly, Um, and a lot of angst and um, thought and like like thinking about it, like what's the correct price, what's okay to charge, am I not charging enough, a lot of, you know, thoughts going back and forth in the mind. Um, Initially, I had no idea how much to charge for journals, so I was looking at eBay to see how much handmade journals were selling. I was looking on Etsy. I was looking at there are some consignment sellers like oh, uh, Lindsay's Nor and Shawcraft One, I believe they sell. And also um, Jessica Rapp, I think she also sells other people's journals or has periodically in the past. Um, and I think they all have different pricing. And so it, um, I just took all the information in, shuffled it around in my brain and came out with... Um, a number and I think I sold my very first journal for $95 I had no idea I put the price $95 I had no idea if it would sell for $95 I didn't know if it was worth $95 it just sounded like a logical price at the point and time and uh, I just rolled the dice and put it out there on Etsy and I remember reading somewhere that you should put at least I think it was 10 things up in your Etsy shop before you actually make your shop public. So I was putting things up and I thought, well, what have I got to lose? I can just make it public as I put things up. And I had some, a bunch of journals already made and I put them up there and um, I was very new at setting things up on Etsy. So it took me a long time to put the description in and click all the little links you have to click and all this stuff to get it actually up on there. So it took me several months to start. I remember I got up to, I think, six journals actually listed in my Etsy shop because they all needed individual descriptions because they were all different. They had different sizes, different numbers of pages, different um, numbers of signatures. They were decorated differently. So it wasn't like I could just copy and paste every description one into the other. I had to uh, custom tailor it to that particular journal. And um, 
Then I took into account the time it made it took me to make the journal, which in the beginning when I would make journals, it would take me a lot longer because I didn't know what I was doing and I was fumbling my way through and learning as I went. And then I also had to take my time. It, well, you take your time into account. You take your materials into account. Some journals will cost more just based on material usage. Um, and then... Um, and I had like zero reputation. I mean, nobody ever heard of me. I was just like a little grain of sand on the beach. No, you know, it's like, who is this woman? Nobody knows. And um, so there wasn't any of that going along with it. Um, so I- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 25 bucks just sounded like a good place to start. And I thought, well, I'll put them up there, and if nothing sells, then I'll lower the price or um, that type of thing. And I remember I totally forgot about my Etsy shop, and I went on a little vacation. I came back. I know two or three months went by, and then all of a sudden I heard this very strange little sound. It was a cha-ching, and I I did not even know what it was, but it was the sound of an Etsy sale coming through on my phone. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh, my God, did I sell a journal? And at first there was exhilaration, and then there was sheer panic because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to send my handmade journal, something that I made, um, and I was going to actually send it to somebody else who paid good money for it. And I became terrified, and I, I was starting to look through the journal to make sure it was okay, that it wouldn't fall apart, testing everything, you know, checking that there weren't pages glued together or things weren't torn and out of place and all of this. And I must have, I must have gone through that first journal a hundred times. And um, I thought, okay, well, that was very nice. So I finally packaged it up and sent it off. And I sweat and sweat and sweat and sweat. And I I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if the person was going to leave a review. I didn't know if I should contact them and say, did you like it? Or should I just like let it be and let them make their own decision? And if they choose to, you know, reach out and say something, or if they choose to reach out and leave a review, great, but don't push it. Um, I didn't know. I don't know. Who who writes the rules on these things? Nobody knows. And um, so then... Not long after that, I don't exactly remember the time frame, but it wasn't like maybe a week. No, maybe not even, maybe like some, a couple of days to a week, all of a sudden the cha-ching happened again. And this time I took a look to, you know, see who bought it. It was the same woman. She bought another one for me. And um, I felt so relieved because I thought, okay, if she was willing to buy a second journal from me, she must have liked the first one. And long story short, we actually became good friends and we talked on the phone and um, she expressed to me that she liked to buy journals from new junk journal makers and uh, she liked to support the community and, um, you know, kind of give people some encouragement. And uh, she was so kind and she was such a, a, a wonderful soul. And I thought, oh my gosh, the universe brought her to me and, and just that was the most wonderful experience. And um, so, and she actually went on to buy subsequent ones, um, but it was um, mind blowing, honestly. So then, you know, you start listening for the, you know, do you make a sale? So I was trying to list my other journals because I did have a lot and get them up for sale and um, ever since then 
I've never, never been able to get up to 10 on there because um, uh, they just... Now, I started the YouTube channel so that people would know I had an Etsy shop because when I first started the Etsy shop, nobody really knew it. And it, I think it really wasn't until I started the YouTube channel that the first journal sold. That's why, that's why it did. So if you're interested in selling journals, it's not the only way to sell putting a YouTube channel up, but it sure helps get eyes on deck. Um, and you can you can sell your journals just by letting your friends and family know or, you know, selling them at your church bazaar or, or giving them away to silent auctions or gifting them to people. That gets the word out there because people become curious about them and want to know if you make them for sale. That happens a lot. So there are other ways other than uh, the traditional YouTube way, because I know YouTube is not for everybody. Um, and um, is a, there's a certain amount of work involved in, in having a YouTube channel. So not everybody wants to do that. Maybe they just want to make journals. They don't want to have a YouTube channel and all that other stuff. They just want to play with paper. And that's fine. And uh, it, it's actually okay just to make journals and not sell them. Um, just to keep them or give them away as gifts or, you know, Christmas presents, birthday presents, pet sitter presents. Um, you know, come what it may. Uh, it, it's all wonderful. And... Um, I would say that you can have a lot of fun with it. And then, okay, so I remember at the time my husband said, you need to charge more for your journals. And I said, well, how do you know I need to charge? What, what, what are you, a journal? Where did you come from, you journal non-expert you? Uh, who, you know, really has never made a journal, doesn't know anything about journal making. Um, I said, why do you think? He goes, you just raise the price a little bit. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But I said, okay, I will try it and see what happens. And this, I, I think, I don't remember what journal it was, but it went, it sold relatively quickly. And I'm like, huh. And I was like, okay. So over time, and now this is, I officially started the paper outpost in 2019. So we're 2023. Over time, the journal prices did rise as it, it actually today, it, it's, it's probably, I mean, as far as an income stream, it's one of the slower ways for me to create income with the paper outpost. So I know that might sound strange, but I, I think I do charge a lot for my journals. Um, and, and when they sell, I'm very appreciative that somebody is willing to pay that amount for them. But I wouldn't be able to make them and take the time to make them as opposed to taking the time to make videos and um, sell my other like fundals and printed mails and things like that. Um, time, time wise and money wise, it wouldn't make sense for me to lower the price on them. So it's only worth it for me in a sense, if, if I am able to charge that amount, I know it seems like a lot for a lot of people. Um, but I think if you, you kind of calculate your time spent and if this is going to be your, your main source of income, you have to decide where you're going to spend your time and where you can put the most value and the most, you know, making of a difference for folks. So sometimes when I make a journal, I like to show you the process of me making it so that you can, frankly, just see how I make a journal and you can watch the different steps. And then I can also enjoy the journey with you as we make it together in the videos. Um, pricing is a weird thing. People have a lot of different energy on money and pricing and value and what something is truly worth and what it is not and really only the purchaser it's the connection between the purchaser and the seller that's really 
those two people come together and decide if the if it is worth it if it's the deal is going to happen then they go forward and they make the deal happen if they find that it it is not worth it or it's or they can do it better themselves then all my blessings i i show you how i make my journals i want you to make your own journals please go forth and make your own journals and say ha i didn't have to buy that expensive journal i made my own look at this this is awesome and now i'm going to go make a thousand more yes i'm that tickles me pink too the bottom of my heart. I would l- rather rather a million and one times you make your own journals than buy mine because that would fill my soul. Uh, then I know my job is done. <laughs> and uh, but you know I, some people just want a journal that you know they they don't want to make the journal. Maybe their their hands are not able to cut paper or something like that, or they're just not inspired that way to make a journal. But they would just prefer a done journal, and um, they like to buy a journal, and that's totally fine too. I mean, there's something for everybody out there, which is wonderful. And um, I hope that that kind of explains things. It's it's a weird topic. It's an odd topic, and um, there's there's nothing more interesting than seeing what people think. Um, journals are worth the most expensive journal I've ever seen for sale not mine was a thousand dollars and it was worth every penny and probably a lot more when you really take a look at it if you've never seen it it's um, there's a lovely very talented artist named Jibid Neary and she had a um, journal I can't call it a journal it was like a um, masterpiece called the old curiosity shop and I highly recommend you take a look at that video on YouTube it will blow your socks off um, the most I've ever sold a journal for I think was 450 for 400 450 in that range and um, so it depends on the journal and um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the nuts and the bolts of it. So I hope that explains things. Um, let's move on to the next question. Nancy Little asks, hope you're getting better soon. Quick question about the journal. Number one, how many pages in each signature? She's talking about the Handmade Diary. It's a good question. I don't have it in front of me right now, but um, I would probably say 10. No, maybe not. Hang on. You know what? I do have it. It is right. It's in my coffee table. Let me just open up my coffee table. Hold on one second. Knock everything over here. Move that over too. Sunny, don't move. We're lifting up the coffee table. Lid, where's the journal? Do you see it? It's It's gotta be right here. Hang on. It's right here somewhere. Hold on. Is it there? No? Not there. There? No? I can't find it. Hang on. I'm looking. It's amongst all these other journals. Rats, I don't know where it is. One last look. Nope, not there either. Oh well, I'll have to get back to you on that head count. Wait a minute, it might be, might be on my, it might be on my craft desk. There it is on my craft desk. I apparently took a picture of it for the, the video. Okay, I'm going over there. We're gonna find out how many pages. Okay, so this handmade diary has 12 signatures in it, one for each month, and I will now do the page count. It's not that many in each one. Well, it's probably one, two, three. Oh, we have four. Five, six, seven, eight. So it looks like eight pages. So when you fold a signature in half, you're going to multiply eight pages times four, and that's going to give you 32. So it's 32 pages front. Is that right? 32 pages front and back in each signature. There's a lot of pages in that diary that I think if I got that right, eight, yeah, that would be right. 
Ugh, never know with my math. Okay, so number two, Nancy Little also asked, sewn in, number two, sewn in, question mark? Yes, sewn in. Uh, they were three whole pamphlets st- stitch sewn in, the signatures were. And then number three question is hidden binding for the spine. Okay, I think what I did with that particular diary was I just, um, it wasn't a hidden spine. Te- well, I guess it is a hidden spine because you can't see the strings, but basically I constructed the journal out of a cardboard box and then I just sewed the signatures with the three hole pamphlet stitch into the spine. But then I covered the cover with white bed sheet so you cannot see the um, the strings. So voila, you have a covered, you have a hidden spine that way. It's pretty easy to do. And let's say, let's say you've covered your front and your back cover, and then you have your spine which you've sewn, and um, and your spine, and then let, let no, let's say you have. Let's say you're using an old book cover and you are sewing your signatures using the three-hole pamphlet stitch into the spine and then the strings are showing and you've decorated your front cover, you've decorated the back cover, you haven't decorated the spine because you're thinking maybe I want to show the spine, but now all of a sudden you, you think to yourself, I wish I would have done a hidden spine. All you need to do is to take a piece of lace or a piece of material or something like that and just glue it right over those Um, strings and you have an instant hidden spine there are more complicated ways to do a hidden spine which I really realized after a while of doing the more complicated ways why am I doing this why don't I just cover it after the fact and that is actually the easiest way to do it just use whatever the spine is in your book whether it's a man-made spine or a book spine that's already in place from an old book cover Um, just cover it up on the backside when you're done and you're good to go you can also make it like a, I want to call it not a false spine, but an inner spine. Let's say you want to preserve the exterior spine of your old book cover because it's really cool. Maybe it's got some pretty gold writing on it, or um, maybe it's made of leather, maybe it's beautiful, and you don't want to cover it up. You want to save that. Then you would use the extra fancy inner extra spine technique, which is not hard to do. I show you that in some earlier videos. You can find that under my playlist called Journals Construction. Journal Construction, Cover Spines and Signatures, I think it's called. And there's a bunch of different ways you can make journals in there. And in there you can see how to do the hidden spine, um, uh, the, the inner one. Okay, I should probably make that distinction in the title of them. Um, uh, Janie Anderson says, I have inherited some beautiful beads. Will you show various ways to use beads in your junk journal? Sure. Well, since I can't show you, because we're on a podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll just talk through it. Um, obviously you can use them for spine dangles, um, spine jewelry. You can thread them onto the strings on your spine, which looks really pretty as you're sewing your signatures in. You can use them as tat, like bobbles on the end of tassels. If you have a journal sash or a journal wrap that wraps around and then you want to put some bobbly things on the ends of those, that's nice. You can also use them as uh, page tabs. You can put them on safety pins and pin the safety pins onto pages or onto fabric, uh, page tabs, things like that. There's just so many fun things you can do with beads. Um, You can bead right onto a page if you have those little tiny glass check check deep beads, Czechoslovakian beads or uh, that type of thing, the glass beads. 
Um, so beads are fun. Beads are just frankly fun when it comes to journals. It's so nice that you can bring so many different forms of art to the world of journal making. Um, beads, quilting, sewing, painting, drawing, um, any kind of artwork really you can, you can bring to the world of junk journals. So, um, yeah, I think, um, I think those are some fun things that you can use beads for, yes. So don't get rid of your beads. Just think outside of the box and have some fun with your beads. And uh, you could even use them to decorate. Wouldn't it be pretty to have strung beads glued onto the front, like tiny beads glued onto the front of a journal? And then maybe you could make designs out of them, like flowers and things like that. Wouldn't that be cool? That would just be so cool. Now I want to run off and do that because I have a, a whole pile of beads. I just need the eyeballs to be able to thread them again. Those I, I'm not, I don't have so much anymore. But I hope you're having lots of fun out there. Sunny and I wish you all the best. Big hugs and cuddles from us. And um, we'll be talking to you very soon. Keep creating with Reckless Abandon. Keep having fun out there. And take care, everybody. Bye-bye.